A week packed with earnings and major central bank decisions starts on a cautious note today. So Microsoft is among the big, big U.S. companies due to release its second quarter earnings this week, while the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan will all announce their latest monetary policy decisions throughout this week and their position could give a jolt to market prices this week. So welcome to a busy week of trading with Swiss Coast Daily market talk. So last week ended on a cautious note after the first earnings from big technology companies in the US, Tesla and Netflix, were not bad, but they were not good enough to further boost an already impressive rally that we saw in technology stocks so far this year. So the S&P 500 closed the week just 0.7% higher, while Nasdaq slipped 0.6%, while Dow Jones recorded its 10th straight week of gains last week. So that was the longest strike in six years, hinting that the technology rally could actually be rotating toward other and more cyclical parts of the economy as well. So this week, the earnings season continues in full swing. 150 S&P 500 companies are actually due to announce their second quarter earnings throughout this week. So it's going to be a busy, busy week. And among these companies, we have Microsoft, which is pretty much the main responsible of the technology rally that we saw so far this year, thanks to its ChatGPT and AI craze. Then we also have Meta, Alphabet, Visa, GM, Ford, Intel, Coca-Cola, and some energy giants, including ExxonMobil and Chevron and many, many other companies. So it will be a very, very crowded week in terms of earnings this week. For energy companies, for example, the expectations are, well, not stellar this quarter. So we will likely not see the record record income and record record earnings reported during the past few quarters. But for Microsoft, for example, anything less than impressive or extremely impressive won't impress investors. So what will be interesting actually this week to see is what Microsoft will announce last quarter and how investors will react to the results. Either we will see the earnings further boost this year's up to 67% really Microsoft suck or we will see some profit taking this week and a downside correction which could also be healthy at the current levels. But whatever is said and whatever is announced this week in the medium to long run the company is actually well positioned to benefit from the development and integration of AI in a broad base of tools and products and it's Azure platform which is this cloud platform where there is the biggest biggest growth potential well could actually see a boost thanks to the AI and the developments in AI. So there is still a good good potential in the long run for further gains for the Microsoft stock. The question is whether we will see a jump happening this week or after a correction. Anyway, we will see what Microsoft will announce tomorrow and we will see how the markets will react to the results. But before that, just note that Nasdaq's new weightings aiming to reduce the heavy, heavy concentration of the mega, mega cap stocks in the index has been effective since last Friday's close. And that simply means that the big, big technology stocks in the US will still be driving the index, but a little bit less from today. 
Now, on the economic calendar for this week, we also have a busy, busy agenda, mind you. Today, we actually started seeing some PMI figures. We'll be watching a series of flash PMI figures in Europe and in the US as well to get a sense of how economies around the world felt so far in the month of July. Then, some very, very important central bank meetings will also take place and they will hit the fan from tomorrow because the Fed will start meeting tomorrow. Now, the early data, the early PMI data shows that both manufacturing and services in Australia, for example, remain in the contraction zone this month as Japan's manufacturing PMI dropped to a four-month low in July here in Europe, while German figures could also disappoint those watching the Eurozone's PMI numbers. In China, well, the Chinese government is doing whatever it can these days to convince investors that the Chinese government's crackdown is now over and that they could gently return to buying China's once adulated, but today, mostly fierce stocks. Now, Chinese officials even said last week, remember, that the private Chinese companies and the technology companies as well will be treated the same way as the state-owned companies. But yeah, who can guarantee that, right? Because the crackdown has been so fearless that now the consequences are being felt. So Nasdaq's Golden Dragon Index will unlikely see the euphoria of the past when it comes to promises from the government. Now, on the central bank's front, the Fed, the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan Japan will meet this week, and the first two are expected to announce a 25 basis point hike each to further tighten the monetary conditions on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean. Now, zooming into the US Fed, activity on Fed funds futures gives almost a 100% chance for this week's 25 basis point interest rate hike in the US. But many investors actually think that this week's rate hike in the US could well be the last of this tightening cycle in the U.S. as inflation is now cooling. But the resilience of the U.S. labor market and the resilience of the household consumption will likely keep the Federal Reserve cautiously hawkish at this week's monetary policy meeting. And I don't think that they will announce the end of the tightening cycle this Wednesday, to be perfectly honest with you. So there is, on the contrary, a greater chance that we will hear the Fed President Jerome Powell rectify the market expectations and talk about another interest rate hike in September or in November in the US. So I believe that the risks tied to this week's FOMC meeting in the US are rather tilted to the hawkish side and we have actually more chance of hearing a hawkish surprise from the Fed this week rather than a dovish one. And regarding a potential market reaction to the Fed meeting, as this week's Federal Reserve meeting falls in the middle of a jungle of corporate earnings, well, stock investors will have a lot, but a lot to price on their plate. So a hawkish statement from the FOMC, from the Fed this week may not directly impact stock prices if, of course, earnings are good enough to satisfy investors. Bond markets, on the other hand, will clearly be more vulnerable to another delay that we might see for the end of the tightening cycle in the US this week. So the US two-year yield now consolidates near the 4.85% level this morning at the time I'm talking here, and risks here are tilted to the upside. For the US dollar, 
there is room for some further recovery as the bearish US dollar bets now stand at the highest levels on record and a sufficiently hawkish Federal Reserve statement, a sufficiently hawkish Federal Reserve announcement this week could actually lead to some correction in the US dollar and some repositioning as well there won't be much happening until September once this week's meeting and other meetings from the central banks are over elsewhere. Another 25 basis point hike from the European Central Bank is also seen as almost a done deal by most investors out there. But what everyone really wants to know this week from the European Central Bank is what will happen beyond this week's monetary policy meeting because so far at least two more 25 basis point hikes were seen as almost certain by investors but then last week some european central bank officials actually cast some doubt on that expectation and now well a september rate hike in the eurozone is all but certain so the cars are to be reshuffled the euro dollar remains under some selling pressure near the 111.20 level this morning Morning at the time I'm talking here and in conclusive Spanish election is adding an extra pressure to the downside and as you know from the previous episodes I expect the pair to remain range bound between the 110 to 112 range into this Thursday's European Central Bank decision and finally well the Bank of Japan is expected to do just nothing again when it meets this week the Japanese policymakers will keep their policy rate steady in the negative territory most probably and their yield curve control policy unchanged as well because the Bank of Japan officials don't really feel the urge to normalize their monetary policy just yet, maybe after summer. So the recent U-turn that we saw in Bank of Japan expectations toward the dovish side and the broad-based rebound in the US dollar these last couple of days pushed the dollar yen above the 140 psychological mark yet again last Friday. And to be perfect, Perfectly honest with you, there is nothing to prevent the pair from retesting the 145 resistance if the Federal Reserve is sufficiently hawkish and if the Bank of Japan is sufficiently dovish this week. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipeko Skardeshkoya and thanks for joining me and thanks for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading